I had intended to preach exclusively on today's gospel text. This week, however, at the 10 o'clock Sunday Mass, we celebrate a milestone in the lives of 12 of our children whose names are along the walls of our church. For the first time, they will receive the body and blood, the soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. And I hope and pray that their parents will do all in their power to make the mystery of the Eucharist and all the graces this awesome sacrament offers a priority in the life of their families. So, given this wonderful occasion in the life of our parish, I thought it would be a good idea for us to review this gift of Jesus, what it does for us. It is so easy to go through the motions of celebrating this act of divine love, to be distracted during the celebration, and take this holy mystery for granted. First, when we receive the body and blood of the Lord, our relationship with him deepens. This should not come as any surprise. Whenever we share a meal with friends or family, we are deepening our relationship with them, are we not? We develop trust. We have an ease in our conversation. We feel comfortable sharing things that we do not with others outside of that bond. How much more so when our meal is the mystical supper, feeding not on bread and wine, but the divine person of Jesus, his body and blood, who calls us into deeper intimacy with him. One could legitimately argue that what we call Holy Communion could also be called Holy Intimacy. Second, did you know that receiving Eucharist in faith brings about the forgiveness of sins? I'm not talking about mortal sins like murder or abandoning the true faith or violating one's marriage vows. Those must first be dealt with in the sacrament of confession. I refer to the sins we are all inclined to commit, the daily garden variety of sins. We lose our patience with a loved one or a stranger. We feel sorry for ourselves and can't seem to quite get off the pity pot. We snap at a spouse because we're in a lousy mood. We throw a temper tantrum when the cashier doesn't give us what we want when we want it. We get upset when things just don't go our way or when we're not the center of attention, or maybe we are jealous of the possessions or the social status of others. All these are forgiven if we are sorry for our sins, which is why we always make an act of contrition before the beginning of Mass, and if we receive the body and blood of our Lord in faith. Not only does the Eucharist bring about forgiveness for sins, but we receive the ability to recognize sin for what it is, a threat to our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with one another, our relationship with the church, and to our dignity and the dignity of others. Third, we receive the graces we need to avoid what the church using sacred scripture, calls mortal sin. These are the sins that are serious. We know they're serious, 
but nevertheless we give our full consent of will to commit them which in turn separates from God separates us from God and can only be healed by God in the sacrament of confession as our relationship with Jesus deepens through the mystery of the Eucharist we are graced to see ever more clearly how much he loves us, so much so we will actually begin to want to avoid mortal sin, not because simply we lose our relation with the Lord, but we don't want to do anything to offend him. Fourth, when we receive the Lord's body and blood, we help to strengthen the church Jesus personally established. This is one of the things that helped me become a Catholic. We are not merely a group of individuals who just happenstance happen to come together for worship. In our baptism, in our immersion in Jesus, we became members of his church. Our presence at Mass helps to strengthen others and we derive strength from the presence of others, whether we know each other or not, <laughs> whether we like each other or not, completely irrelevant. Likewise, the refusal to come to divine liturgy, to the Holy Mass, for anything other than a serious, legitimate reason is really saying, I don't give a hoot about the others. It is the deliberate deprivation of the gift of oneself to the worshiping church, and it is to deprive oneself of the spiritual support of others. Now, please allow me to digress a bit here, if I may. And I do not wish to make anyone uncomfortable, but I would rather that they be uncomfortable than they're insulting our Lord. The divine liturgy, the celebration of the Holy Mass, is never a private devotion. What would you think if I stood at that altar and I went like this? And I said all the prayers, I read them to myself silently. Even the prayers of the consecration. You would probably say, who does this guy think he is? Why are we paying him the big bucks? This is as much my mass as it is his. And you would be absolutely right. You would be perfectly justified in dragging my sorry carcass off the altar and throwing me outside. Well, the same principle applies to you. All of us have been called, graced, to participate actively in the sacrifice of the Mass as a community, the Church. And we do so through joining all the others in all the prayers, from the glory be to God and the highest to the creed, the Our Father, the Holy Holy. No one can ever legitimately say, well, I just say them to myself and that's all that matters. Uh-uh, doesn't fly. They are public prayers of all who are graced to encounter the risen Lord in the gospel and in the Eucharist, in the public celebration he has given us. I would suggest 
that if one is so selfish as to refuse to publicly pray the prayers of the worshiping church, one has no business publicly going to communion. And since the divine liturgy, the holy sacrifice of the mass, is never a private devotion, a me and Jesus time alone, no one should leave mass after receiving our Lord unless there is a very serious reason for doing so. It is in essence saying, I've done my thing, I'm out of here, and to heck with the rest of you. It's an insult to Jesus. It's an insult to the rest of us. And I would argue, and I think I can argue very effectively, those who do such a thing make a sacrilegious communion. And they should abstain from going back to communion until they've been to confession. Our children tomorrow will be receiving a miracle. Bread that becomes Jesus' body. Wine that becomes his blood through the power of his word in the community of the church he personally established. They will receive incredible graces that they have to grow into. We all do. And may it please God that we will open ourselves to these graces and use them well for our good and the good of all in Jesus' church.